Hey, what's up? Episode two. Dose. Zero zero two of the If That's What You're Into podcast. It's us. We're here. Chris and Sarah. Hooray. Welcome to the pod. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we don't know how to start <laughs> Wait, this yet, uh, so whatever. we're just going to say whatever. We're here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay, so episode two basically... Um, we're like piggybacking off of a question that we got so many times. Yeah, people just keep from, asking the same question yeah. for more explanation, more detail of how we do what we do, meaning how are you both married um, as freelancers? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. What does it look like in more detail? You guys are just so um, curious about so us. So curious. Like, That's great. Wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, whatever. We'll just start. I mean... <laughs> I guess maybe we should start like where, like where we started out as. Right. Like when we met, I was freelancing. Mm-hmm. You weren't freelancing. No, I was just in college. Yeah. Working at Red Robin. Yeah, exactly. Dirty Bird. There you go. You know, everybody's got one. Every <laughs> town, maybe not every town, but um, but yeah, I mean, I technically, yeah, I was still freelancing, but I was also in college when we met. Yeah. So I wasn't working as much. Um, yeah. Because I I did college. <laughs> Two years, year and a half. I don't I know something like that. I might have finished the second yeah. year. Uh, definitely wasn't for me. Uh, I liked it. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the experience, but as far as like a stepping stone in my career path, mm-hmm. didn't find it very valuable to me. Right. Um, but anyway, maybe that's jumping too far ahead. No, I, yeah, I think I think that's a good thing to good talk about. To like, I think you know us meeting and then how that developed into what it is now because. Yeah. Back then, if we had said, like, this was going to be our lives, it'd be like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess maybe even, like, rewind a little bit further. Um, before we met, I had been working already for X number of years, like six years mm-hmm. or something, um, as a freelancer. I didn't start out as a freelancer. I started out in the TV industry. Mm-hmm. But then shortly, several years later, or maybe even a year and a half later, jumped into freelance because I was like, mm-hmm. freelance. Well, your, like, TV station was also a lot of, like, like selling your own things, you know? Like, yeah. it, it wasn't big enough to have, like, a sales team and, yeah, like, you had maybe one salesperson, but... Um, yeah. Um, it wasn't a... Yeah, I know, that was one of my, my, my friends. That's funny. Uh, it wasn't, <laughs> like, like, a, a national... Jeez. It wasn't a national show... Um, you know, like big syndicated shows, like big network shows. It was all, you know, town based and, you know, area based. So we had some salespeople, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a big, whatever shows are big right now. Yeah. So it was kind of a stepping stone to like, if you Mm want to continue to have this job and be paid for this job, we need you to be like a renaissance man of all things to do with the station. Mm -hmm. Because not only was I doing shows, um, it was also production, and it was also right. independent production that the station didn't want to pick up. And yeah. that was my introduction, I guess, into freelance was like, uh-huh. we have all this work for you, but hey, this has nothing to do with the TV station, but they contacted mm-hmm. us because somebody needs some video made. Like, do you want to do it? And I'm right. like, what do you mean? They're like, independently. Like, mm-hmm. it's called freelance. And I was like, yeah. oh, so I can just do other stuff and still get paid? Like, Which why would Which is crazy because normally, the, like, a station would never like give up that work they'd be like yeah. no we want to pr- produce it and then we want you to pay us 
Yeah, to put yeah. It on the station. Yeah, everything is yeah. its own beast. It was backwards. Um, but yeah, it was very, it was an interesting introduction into the whole, like, you know, you can just do what you want and make money. And then progressed into commercial work and then, like, working for other companies and then eventually saying, well, maybe I should give school a try mm-hmm. because if, you know, everybody goes to film school, right? Like, that's the cool thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you'll get into the next level. Mm-hmm. And I went there and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as, like, it's fun being at school. It's fun meeting new people. It's right. fun, like, working on these projects together. But I just kept noticing, like, oh... I owe way more money now. Like, mm-hmm. this is how much this year costs. Oh, there's another year? Like, this is how much this year yeah. costs? And it's like, I'm not getting more work because of it. Right. You know? And I was like, I was already making money. Now I'm just making debt. I felt like, for me, the trade-off wasn't worth it. Like, all the debt that I was racking up wasn't worth, you know, the supposed payoff. Because nobody, like, any freelancer could probably, like, realize this pretty quickly nobody really cares what your education is Mm -hmm. they just care if they like your work i think it's important to talk about so jumping back in with a new topic i think it's important to talk about all this stuff pre-social media like people Mm -hmm. you know people usually just kind of find you these days online Mm -hmm. uh, where you're at Mm -hmm. and sort of just I don't know. They, like, assume. create their own backstory yeah, for you, which yeah. do, just doesn't exist. It's that thing where people just kind of assume, like, oh, this is what you've always been doing. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, I mean, they do it with, like, actors and movie stars, too, probably. Like, right. you know, once they land a big movie, they're just like, oh, this person's just, like, who they are. They've always been mm-hmm. this way. But there's usually a lot of backstory of, like, doing a lot of stuff before anybody had any right. idea what you even did as a person or career worker or, like, actress or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good thing for us because like I don't think a lot of people talk about that like when we met, you know, you were working at like Best Buy or whatever um or Red Robin or mm-hmm. you know, and I was you know, just randomly doing freelance stuff, but we were both in school deciding right, trying I don't to think figure we want to it be out. In school. Yeah. yeah, like <clears throat> cuz it was just sort of like the inception of like starting our relationship together and being like how do we function what does this look like you know Mm -hmm. as a couple like well it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to spend all this money on school because where are we going to go like after Mm -hmm. that it's like that's a good question for filmmakers um you know the the debt to you know supposedly making money ratio whatever you want to call that like your roi for school like Mm-hmm. Is it really worth it? Like, depending on where you're going to, because mm-hmm. it's like 10000 a year. Is it 30000 a year? Where are you going to school? And, like, four years of that, that's like, yeah. that's a house. You could have bought yeah, a house. right. You know, like, and did that piece of paper actually lead to more work? Did it mm-hmm. actually get you jobs? Mm-hmm. And I think that it can if you're going for a nine-to-five. Like, if you want to work for yeah. a, a company, uh-huh. you know, that, like, that's their job criteria like do you have a bachelor's or whatever Mm -hmm. but if you're going freelance pretty much nobody cares i've never had anybody ever (laughs) ever um in the entirety of my freelance career ask me for like some sort of like degree Mm -hmm. like they don't care they're just like what does your reel look like yeah they usually find me because of a demo reel or because of a commercial that i was a part of and then they're like oh hey who are you we want to hire you like yeah it's just not 
the other mm-hmm. way. They're just not like, well, where did you go to school and what what were yeah. your grades? Like, nobody cares. I think, like, film school is helpful if you're in an area that's, you know, like, say if you're in L.A. and it's, like, part of your schooling is that you have to intern or you have to, like, have on-the-job experience, then I can see how it would be beneficial but i can also say that you don't have to do like you could just also meet somebody that works in the film industry and be like i will mop the floor after the day is done i will be a pa i will get you coffee you know Mm -hmm. and do the same thing and yeah not have to spend the money i totally agree i i mean it's my personal opinion i don't i don't think it's worth it Mm -hmm. um I don't. I just don't think it leads to jobs in the same way. I think it's connections. Yeah. And maybe you can make those connections by going to school, but totally. you'll probably also make them just by working. You know, yeah. And meeting people. That's, right. That's always been the way I've gotten work is word of mouth and networking and meeting people. It's just. Yeah. It always pays off more for me. So. Totally. Yeah, I think it's like cool to tell the story of like how we got to where we are because. It didn't happen overnight like everybody sees on social media and whatever. It's like we went through all these struggles. You know, we got married, like, right off the bat. We, like, hadn't been together for just a year, you know, and um, had nothing. (laughs) Like, we were broke college kids and just ended up kind of having to go through a series of mishaps to even get to a point where we were profitable, you yeah. know, in anything. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, we got married and then we moved to Boise. Couldn't really like make that work. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of, we, d- we just got in over our heads yeah, there. That, it's like what we, we talked about on the last episode of um, not having any sort of financial like backup. Like we had no savings. We had right. no... Um, padding, cushion, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. We had nothing. We were just like, oh, this will just be super easy. Yeah. We've never done this before. We'll just jump into it. Moving to a place where we didn't have work and moving to a place where we... Um, we just thought that our expensive. connections would like carry us through because we knew people there from, well, from yeah. college. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's the whole like... it's just, We've never actually done it together. Like yeah. We've never lived with each other in our own apartment and had to pay all those bills at that time. Yeah. And it's more money than we'd ever had to have paid on our own right. before. So it was like, oh, but there's two of us. It'll just be easy. Yeah. And, you know, we already know all these people and we'll just say, hey, we're available to hire us and people will just start hiring us. Mm-hmm. But that's not Big the reality. Mistake. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's what everybody thinks, right? Like, oh, right. as soon as I graduate or as soon as I just post something or as soon as I tell people, oh, I'm, I'm working, I'm available, people are just going to be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to hire you right now. But that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is. But also you have to remember everybody else needs work. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is getting called for jobs and they need to keep those jobs. They're not just trying to give you all their jobs. Right. So it's not as easy or as immediate as people might think it would be. Yeah. And I know. think I was like naive to think too like oh, I'm going to start this business and all of my friends and all of my family are going to tell all of their friends and all of their family that I'm a photographer now and that I'm available for hire and, like, all of that work is just going to come to me. And guess what never happened? Like, you know, it's like nobody... I mean, sure, I got a few things here and there from people Mm -hmm. who knew me, but it wasn't... They weren't concerned with my life just as I'm not concerned with 
telling everybody yeah. that, you know, my sister works for this company. You know what I mean? It's exactly. the same thing. But you think that when you have, like, your own business, you're like, oh, everybody's going to, like, hype me and whatever. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's what marketing is for. Yeah, that's the, that's, the whole, um, that's the whole point of, like, getting your name out there like letting people yeah. know that you're there because everybody has their own lives it's not necessarily intentional it's not like people are not no. wanting to promote you it's just everybody has they have their, their own things, own going, things on. going on every single day so yeah. it's like and we're all bombarded like thousands of times a day maybe even more with people telling us stuff and you know text messages and emails and tweets and notifications it's like there's so many things going on you really have to consistently be on people's minds before they even remember to think of you when right. the occasion comes up. So yeah, yeah, it's it's just I think it's a lot more difficult than people expect it to be. They right. just kind of expect the red carpet to roll out, like you know, I'm here, boom, totally. I have work. It's like yeah, I wish, but that doesn't usually happen for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, at least nobody I know. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we had to bail on Boise. Yeah. So that was our first. <laughs> and, but it was a really good, a learning, good learning experience lesson. for us yeah. because we're the kind of people that if you make a mistake, we don't want to repeat it. So right. that was like, that was a huge, like, it was a huge blow to my ego for sure. Mm-hmm. It was a huge, like, oh, no big deal. I can just make that work. And then I couldn't make it work. And it was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, we had to move because we didn't have money. It was like. Yeah. Oh, I'm a failure. Like this sucks. Like I, uh-huh. I can't succeed in anything. I'll never have a film career. Like it was just like, oh. It was definitely devastating. one of those like smacks you in the face with the mm. marriage is harder than it looks yeah. paddle. Yeah. And you always think that you're the couple that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. to, and then yeah. without a doubt, it <laughs> always happens. Oh yeah. And everybody has a story, whether it's sure. financial or otherwise. Mm. But, um, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. thank God, like, we could go back to your mom's house. Like, yeah. it was not an, an ideal situation. No, it's definitely not something we wanted but to do. But it helped us, you know, get savings yeah. and get to a point where totally. we could afford a $500 a month apartment. Yeah, that was pretty epic. I remember that, though. Yeah. Brand new apartment, 500 yeah. bucks. Like, we dope. were balling. Yeah, we were like, oh, <laughs> old place again. Like, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I mean... Yeah, so that was the next thing. It was just like, whoops, we couldn't do this. We weren't ready for this, and we fell right. on our faces. And luckily, we had a support group there to, to give us mm-hmm. an option. And then we yeah, were like, well, let's not repeat these mistakes. And so yeah. then we, you know. But we also had to, like, take a step back, not only in where we were living, but, like, you know, I wasn't doing photography anymore. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, became a manager of a coffee shop Mm -hmm. and then became co-owner of that coffee shop and kind of had to like divert my dream Mm -hmm. to make to push yours ahead and then we kind of had to play like a little bit of catch up yeah exactly you know we were doing things that we didn't necessarily want to do I sort of stopped freelancing to run the tv station like I was like okay we'll, we'll make this investment in the tv station and you know take it over which ended up also being something we didn't want. So there's a lot of pivoting Mm -hmm. and and positioning and like you do this, you have an opportunity. I do this. I have an opportunity and like trying, you know, these different things ultimately with a goal in mind as this is Mm -hmm. the stuff we want to do. Don't exactly know how we're going to get there, but just taking opportunities as they come up and Mm -hmm. some worked and some didn't, you know, until we had enough money to get our own apartment again. Right. And then like, 
then it was another move. Then we moved to Redding, California yeah. after that, I think. And it but was... we had, like, two roommates. Like, guys, yeah. we couldn't even, like, afford a house Oh yeah, no, we on didn't. our own. Yeah. We didn't like, have a house, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had a house just with well, other people living in it. Yeah, and exactly. it's that's that was not conducive idea. to a good, no. like, that was relationship. Yeah. Really. That, yeah, that was, like, part two of Marriage Ain't That Easy. Yeah, thought that would be a lot easier. Yeah. It was just like, oh, no big deal. We've had roommates before and, right. and like, singly. But, like, oh, being married, this is weird. <laughs> like, this doesn't work out the way. We've you... made all the yeah, mistakes. Yeah, probably all the cliche <laughs> yeah. mistakes. Like, oh, yeah, we'll be able to do this. Uh-huh. It's harder than you think. But we've never had roommates yeah. again. That's true. And we will never have roommates again. Not into it. Definitely. Yeah. Not. So, yeah. So that was fun. Um, and that didn't work out either. That was a great, like place to live we loved all of our friends we loved all the work that we did there but it wasn't ultimately like it didn't really I don't even know how to say that like it wasn't where we wanted to be like yeah. career-wise we weren't like I would say that we were surviving but we weren't like thriving in that situation like yeah. we were making ends meet and we liked it and it was fine but it wasn't like the trajectory that we wanted for yeah. our lives yeah, I think the the area is just like a really secluded area, and like for me at least, didn't have the type of work that I really enjoyed doing, like the the commercial work, and it mm-hmm. was sort of just not like a big production area, like no grip trucks, like no big production houses, no agencies, like it's just like kind of too secluded to do the type of work that I enjoy doing without traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a, just a strange town, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't even know how to describe it if you've never been there. Like, it's a really mm-hmm. cool place with cool people, but there's just not a ton of work there mm-hmm. for, like, bigger. We thought being, like, closer work. to San Francisco would yeah. bring more work, but it mm-hmm. it just isn't there. There wasn't, and there still isn't, like, a huge San Francisco market. I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. uh, people shoot in San Francisco, but don't necessarily, yeah. like, work out of there. Yeah. If that makes sense. Plus, we're so. Oregon people right yeah that was a big thing too like we liked the green and Uh the you know the mountains and all the stuff that I mean that is there too but it's just not the same like Oregon's different than California well and I had gone to school in southern Oregon and literally guys like since the moment I left I was like begging Chris to go back and he was just like no nothing's in Medford blah 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 (laughs) And I'm like, okay, but I really like it there. <laughs> yeah, well, Medford ended up being, like, one of the best places mm-hmm. we've ever lived. Like, So we moved there from Reading. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, for the size of, like, town or whatever that it is, there's so uh-huh. much going on there, which is super weird, uh-huh. in my opinion. Like, I don't know why there's so much going on in, in, in the valley. Like, mm-hmm. It really, I, I don't know, maybe it's because of all the arts and things that are there with, like, the Shakespeare Festival and, yeah. and like, so many people that live there but work out of the area. That was kind mm-hmm. of the, the thing we fell into is we moved there, but then I, like, immediately just jumped into the film community and then yeah, uh, just started traveling for work again. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly sure how that happened, but it just sort of... It's the net, I guess it's the networking thing. You yeah. You meet people who know people. I think you really, I think the past experiences of moving so much, because we moved, what, like six times in five years or something yeah, like something that. Like, yeah. I think that really, like, pushed you to be like, I really want to be successful now. 
So you made a point to get out there and get your face in front of people. And I think that's where you really discovered that um, having a personal relationship with people, not just a professional shake Mm -hmm. your hand and say hi, uh, makes all the difference in the film world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that that makes sense. I mean, growing up, even before we were you know, married, I moved a lot, you know, every couple of years at least. Mm-hmm. And so just constantly being thrown into new diverse situations with people you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of helps you be flexible, helps you like yeah. be able to be the person that needs to speak up or the person that can just lay back and, you know, observe and figure out who they need to talk to. And, but yeah, the, definitely the whole us moving so many times and like, you know, just having to find work like every year without a new group of people I guess sort of like I don't know trained you but just like gets you used to the concept of like okay mm-hmm. I'm in a new place who do I need to talk to who are the people right. I need to meet like where's the work at you know uh-huh. like who do I need to be friends with um, which is always better anyway when you actually like have a relationship with people you know it's more fun anyway. Like, yeah. You know, not only does it lead to actual work because everybody likes each other. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you actually have friendships and you're not just, like, punching right. a weird time clock. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I think, too, like, one of the things that really propelled, especially you, was to go out and be seen at the, like, trade shows and things like that. Like, yeah. not even as, like, just as an attendee, you know, like, mm-hmm. going to NAB and Cine Gear and just, yeah. you know talking to people online and being like, hey, I'd love to, like, pick your brain or shake your hand or whatever. That's it. That's a really good point, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is something that we didn't do together until, I guess, Medford. Did we do it in Reading? Yeah, I think we started going to NAB when we lived in Reading, but but not, like, much sooner. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was, um, that was, I think that was a good choice for us because we, we kind of turned it into, like, a, like, a, Mm-hmm. vacation it's our yearly like yeah, get out like, of town like we're doing a little work mm-hmm. we're having a little fun yeah like that was a good choice for us because we made it into something fun right you know it wasn't just like oh we have to go do this work thing it was like we it's good to mm-hmm. meet people in network and catch up and you know the people that you talk to online or that you've met before and be like hey good to see you again like Mm-hmm. But turning it, like, taking it a step further and making it, like, our own fun. Mm-hmm. This is our vacation trip also yeah. that, like, we get to schedule ahead of time with friends. And, like, you know, we can go out and, like, you know, walk mm-hmm. the strip. And, like, then we can meet up and be like, what have you been working on? You know, it's so, just like... So many good times. It's like a hangout. <laughs> it's just cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that that kind of stuff is super important and I think very underutilized by a lot of people. Like, yeah. There's a, it's such a huge social aspect of you know, film work. I mean, it's like these things are, you know, not just networking with random strangers. It's like these are yeah. people you build relationships with and you become friends, whether it starts online or not, right. or at a trade show or over email. And if you foster those relationships, you become friends and then you end mm-hmm. up working together, you know, right. just for the fact yeah. that you, it's fun to work with your friends. I mean, looking back at, like, the first year that we went to NAB together to, like, this last year, it's crazy. It's like the first year it's like, we're attending, we're just looking at the gear, but we're not talking to anybody at yeah. booths. We're just, like, looking 
from afar at things that we'll never be able to purchase yeah. versus like last year, you know, you have like collaboration deals with brands yeah. and you're like speaking yeah. on their podcasts and shows and things like totally. that. And I think, just... I think that's a good point. Yeah. I'm trying to cut you off. Like the whole like continuation mm-hmm. of like relational building, whatever you want to call that. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people or at least people that ask us questions all the time are like, Oh, do you go to Cine Gear? Do you go to NAB? Do you go to whatever show it is? Mm-hmm. You know, like, does it actually work? Like, meaning, does it get you work? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's not just a one-time thing. You don't just show up to a trade show for one day and, like, walk around and post a picture on social media and be like, bye, peace out. Yeah. It's like, you have to, this is a relational thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you meet somebody maybe at a trade show, you get their contact info, you follow up with them, you guys are chatting during the year. Mm-hmm. You send them something that you did with their stuff. Then you meet up again the following year. Oh, yeah, I remember you. Oh, that was so cool. And then, like, you're mm-hmm. building continually on this relationship. And it's sort of, you know, it's just like friendship. It, it Right. I progresses mean, because it is. Something. I think that's the thing is, like, I think a lot of people get into the business and then they go to these shows and they try to, like, force this relationship or they try <laughs> to, like, force this personality of themselves onto yeah. somebody. And it's people can really tell when it's genuine or not. And I think you're like really good at that is you genuinely want to be friends with everybody. And so they feed off of that energy and they're like, I want to be friends with him too. Like he's cool. I mean, sometimes (laughs) I mean, sometimes it's definitely, we'll get into that later. He's got this thing where people just come up and talk to him. Well, it's definitely that, (laughs) that thing, um, that we've both talked with people about. Like, yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a typical, like, college question or a typical, mm-hmm. like, brand new to freelancing question. Like, how do I get work? How do I get work? Yeah. You know, how do I cold call people? It's like, nobody likes to be, like, you know, accosted. Like, yeah, the they don't like, want to be sold to. Yeah, they don't yeah. want to. They don't want you to run up to them and be like, hey, nice to meet you. Can you have, like, give me work? Yeah. Like, yeah that's just a weird thing. You wouldn't do that yeah. in, like, a normal conversation. You wouldn't just be like, hey, nice to meet you. Can I have your money? Everybody is, like, thrown off by that. But if you actually, like, talk to each other and have a genuine mutual reciprocal interest in each other, it just sort of, like, works itself eventually into the conversation. Right. That also becomes the whole, like, patience, like, build relationships, Mm -hmm. be able to have money to not need a job right now, this day, or Mm -hmm. you're going to die. Right. And, you know, like, let it happen, like, at a normal pace. Like, that... Yeah. That's kind of how it really works, you know, in everyday life. Right. But a lot of people are just really like, oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people go into it as, like, what can you give me versus what can I give you? It's like, you need to benefit, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody in order for them to want to benefit you. Totally. So, I think that's, like, the biggest thing that we've learned is... Not that you were really, like, going after people and trying to sell them anyway, but just learning how to just have a relationship with somebody and not necessarily, like, expect them. Because there's things, relationships that we've had for years that have never been, like, a work thing, but Mm -hmm. then every once in a while it'll come back around and be like, oh, I know the perfect slow-mo guy. Like, I've never done a slow-mo thing, but now I know exactly who to go to, and I get to hang out with this guy, you know? Well, yeah, you don't always work with everybody that you meet. Right. You know, and that's fine. You, that shouldn't really be the goal. Yeah. You know, like, it, people sometimes forget, like, 
you want to. You can tell we're not LA people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, want, you want to bring value to yeah. other people. That's why people usually want to work with you because you're bringing them value. Whether it's yeah. monetary value, whether it's a skill set, whether it's, I don't know, just a friend that they can hang out with because they would rather work with a friend on this one than someone else. Whatever the value is that you're bringing, mm-hmm. that's like the best way to do things is to bring someone value and then hope that, you know, it's reciprocated. It, it works right. a lot better than just, hey, what can I take from you? That totally. doesn't usually work so well. Yeah. So, and I don't think it's a good way to live. Like it just definitely not makes everybody bitter. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So then yeah. that brings us to two months ago. We moved yeah, to Portland. Yeah, two months ago we did. <laughs> we moved to Portland. We finally left right uh, Medford, which is bittersweet. You know, <laughs> yeah. Medford, we love Medford. We um, love it there. But yeah, it was a good, it was a really good move for us because just incrementally every year was getting busier um, with more travel jobs and more mm-hmm. work. And it was not financially really making sense to stay mm-hmm. in the valley, even though we like it. It's, mm-hmm. we're always in Portland. Yeah, <laughs> we were never home and it just became a thing where it's like, well, why are we paying for a house? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we have dogs, so we would pay for somebody to come house it and hang out with our dogs. And it was like, I want to see my dogs. I don't want to leave my dogs with other people. And I don't want to be away from my house three quarters of the time, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So we just decided that, um, this is going to be the better spot for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And like the drive time was right. Not, I mean, we both like driving and it's Mm -hmm. not like, difficult for us to do but just to go up to portland is four hours one way right you know so it was like eight hours additional on top of any trip we would do yeah so it became like more of a time like we'd have to go the day before mm-hmm. and then prep like i yeah. mean i there was a lot of trips where i just like left at like four in the morning yeah. and came back at like one in the morning which is not the safest thing to do right um, but you know you do what you got to do yeah, um, it's it one of those moves, though, that we're talking about from the last podcast, the work-life balance. It's mm-hmm. like we're trying to have a life now outside of yeah. just the work, and it's we really have to start focusing on, like, you know, working smarter. Yeah, smarter, not harder. Yeah. It's always a good goal. Yeah. You know, you still work hard, but finding better ways to, <laughs> you know, to oh, do yeah. stuff is yeah. It's always good. Exactly. So. So I'm excited. Yeah. Things are going to be crazy. It'll be really cool to see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's it's all a big, long journey, a big, long progression. And mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea we were going to be where we are now. Who knows mm-hmm. where we're going to be later? I mean, I don't think either one of us has really accomplished near all the goals we want to so far. Not at like, all. Um, I think we're both really happy with where we have mm-hmm. gotten to, but um, I think there's just always more. I think that's that thing where you... Once you accomplish a goal, like a new What's one next? pops up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, oh, well, now this, you know what? So it's like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that it ever really stops. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just changes, you know, totally. changes to something else. So. I don't know. So this podcast is basically just what we used to uh, talk about on our four hour yeah. trips to Portland. Pretty much. I just thought of that. Yeah. We would just literally talk about this. I don't know, is it called meta now? We just talk about our lives yeah. as we're living them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's all we do. We just talk about random stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, I guess that is the podcast. There we go. We're here. Episode 02002. However your file structure and naming conventions are. Doesn't matter. Nerd. Nerd stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, that was episode 002. Uh, 
Oh, well, this chair's crazy. So like and subscribe if that's what you're into. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll see you on another time. Bye, guys.